0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. And here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of being with Miss Hem- Hemali Vora, and she is a holistic physical therapist. So I'm so excited for her to teach you so much more about what she does, how she's been going on her journey, things that she's been going through, and just getting insight a little bit more about her and what she does in this world and makes her impact. So hi Himali, how are you doing today? Good, thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here. So I do wanna give you an opportunity to allow the audience to know a little bit more about you and what you do.
1: So, um, hi everyone. Um, I live in Maryland and <laughs> I've been physical therapist for the last 20 years uh, I, um, and Uh, Slowly and steadily, I started um, looking into more. I believe that exercise was the only thing to um, make an impact or have a change, Um, and that is it. And then more and more, I realized that there's something missing, and there has to be some nutritional point of view. And my kids were suffering from asthma, severe asthma, um, so for them, I joined this, uh, I took an online course on um, holistic nutrition. And mm-hmm. as I changed everything in the house, we were actually called a frequent flyers in our doctor's office. <laughs> and and um, we literally had probably went to our doctor's office two, three times a month mm-hmm. uh, with asthma attack or um, something or the other that, you know, their lungs um, issue or respiratory issues and so um when i joined this uh, course and i started changing things around the house the products that i use the cleaning supplies uh, shampoo conditioner makeup um i stopped using nail polishes anything that had chemicals and things mm-hmm. um we took out curtains from our house um, cleaning products like bathroom and and all that and started doing organic food. Um, Mm -hmm. More started cooking at home and things. We Mm -hmm. literally that year uh, went to doctor's office one or two times a year, like within a year. Um, So that was a significant difference. Mm -hmm. And I had, um, and so of course, you know, this impacts my work. And mm-hmm. I love what I do as a physical therapist. I worked at the hospital uh, inpatient, and I love that. I love working with geriatric, older, elderly population. Mm-hmm. Um, they are so much fun, and I learned so much <laughs> from them. Uh, you know, they speak their mind. They tell you. Yes. So it's oh, like, my goodness. They <laughs> all the time. And they have so much wisdom and knowledge. So anyway, so I knew that when you, once you learn something, it is so hard to unlearn it, you know? Mm -hmm. So when we started this journey of this lifestyle of, um, and so, you know, I know people say that that's a lot of money, organic product, Mm -hmm. and you don't know, you know, they still use certain things in there, which is true. And, but we, I decided that I spent, I was going to doctor's office two, three times a month. I was Mm -hmm. spending so much money on steroids my kids mm-hmm. were having that whole steroid, you know, those face of moon face, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, brittle bone, like they were getting hurt very easily. They weren't able okay. to play outside in the grass, um, mm-hmm. all kinds of um, allergies and things. And so we just slowly started adding in one thing at a time. And, and I, st- I decided to spend money on us what we use on a daily basis instead of giving it to the doctor and the medication and everything mm-hmm. and so it, it everything adds up you know whether you right. pay it now or you pay it later mm-hmm. so, um and it was a great significant change in our budget oh my god um <laughs> yes our grocery bills were high but um and we had to make adjustments and mm-hmm. Start making things at home and it was hard with kids you know it was like yeah. having to cook every day oh. yes full <laughs> time mm-hmm. uh, and working and you know I, I was very hands-on mom like pick up drop off um, from school and mm-hmm. activities and everything so uh, it, of course I was exhausted overwhelmed but my husband helped eventually and um you need a support but i know people that have been able to um they were bedridden young girls Mm -hmm. you know from whatever reason and they were able to um actually like i have friends who were they were able to start once they started taking responsibility for their health Mm -hmm. it started um you know Uh, really listening to their body, listening to their mind. And, you know, it's the matter of letting go and surrender too, letting go Mm -hmm. of that control. And so that, and then I also started doing Reiki at the same time. So Mm -hmm. that that whole, you know, uh, integration of uh, movement, integration of the nutrition part, you know, you need at certain time like different season you need different food to ground you Mm -hmm. Um, like winter time is coming so you want something that will um be more grounding more warm more soups and things that will make you happy soul foods you know Mm -hmm. what is your body requiring at the time and so uh reiki what really reiki did was you know i always uh, feel that i do these things for my kids Mm-hmm. But really in turn, it impacts myself and my life and how right. it changed my life. I was a very quiet and shy person. I'm, I'm still an introvert, but mm-hmm. that just, um, Reiki just kind of um, gave me permission or ability, the power and strength to be who I am, mm-hmm. to unlearn all the things that society has told me right to um you know be out there be able to speak up it's okay Mm -hmm. to even if you're different than everybody else right okay to be you Mm -hmm. and it's okay to love yourself i think Mm -hmm. there were um, some moments in my life and um, i'm going to talk a little bit more about self-love and self-care because Mm -hmm. That is my passion and that's what I want to share with the world and uh, women out there that it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be center of your own universe.
0: You are center
1: (laughs) of your universe. And it's okay to say, you know what? This is my time and I need to heal myself. Mm -hmm. I will tell you healing is not easy It's messy and it's, it's a long journey, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but you will get there. It's a battle within yourself. Yes, absolutely. And we all have this good, bad and ugly in Mm ourselves and it's okay. Right. We all are this love and light. When we came into this world, it's our circumstances, it's our, um, you know, it's our uh, experiences and Mm -hmm. environment and that, Um, and absolutely our generation, what they've gone through, you know, it comes into us. If you look at epigenetics and everything. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I talked about, I I've talked to, um, a few past interviewees about the nature versus nurture thing. I had one perspective from one person who actually kind of experienced it for themselves where they were raised by someone else but when they found their birth parents they were like wow like this is why I'm like this so it's like you know it's a kind of like it alters you know it's a little difference but it's more like 50 50 kind of and then I also talked to a psychologist about it as well and you know the same perspective so it's crazy how um things work like that.
1: Right. It's like, you know, every one of us are doing our best. Our parents are doing their best to raise us the way they've learned, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Both our parents, their parents have taught us because of their experience and circumstances and Mm -hmm. uh, environment. And before them, they were, you know, our great grandparents. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, so all that comes down to us. The way Mm -hmm. we are taught what to do, how to do it how mm-hmm. to be the lady like, you know, what in their, that generation was, Yeah, to be that good girl, you know? <laughs> um, and so how do you get out of that good girl? Um, that, By exploring. Right? Perfection. Yeah. So curiosity, yeah. curiosity. Mm-hmm. always be curious, mm-hmm. always be, you know, this journey is a process and always learn through that and mm-hmm. what it is. And so I started with mirror work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember one time crying in the bathroom, um, my husband and I had a fight and I really said, it, you know, it's the words that you say, you start noticing what are the words mm-hmm. that you're thinking about yourself
0: mm-hmm. and what are the
1: words that you're saying out loud to other people, things that you're saying. Like to him, I was like, I love you more than me. And- no it's <laughs> nothing wrong about it it's okay mm-hmm. to love someone but to me I was like why what's wrong with me right why can't I love myself more than anybody else like mm-hmm. why don't I love myself right So that was my exploration into me mm-hmm. like but that's because that you know the what I've been taught it's like we as women or just caregiver have been taught to just give, 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 and never to
0: ask, never to expect anything. No. Never to explore or to be able to question because God forbid you question, you know. Right.
1: And even as children, like now it's like after, you know, like so many years, like I used to be so angry. I'm always Mm -hmm. working. I'm busy. You know, I'm trying to get the nutrition part, taking the kids, doing all that handling and, you know, juggling everything.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: always angry. I'm always like thinking about the next thing to do, next thing. And so never living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, for my kids, I'm going to work on my anger. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, be in that um, place where I'm peaceful within me so that I'm not creating these angry people going out mm-hmm. into the world and these uh, people with traumas, right? And um, so I explored different, you know, uh, like art of living, they have um, happiness program. And mind you, I had a little bit of depressive tendencies, I called it. And um, because, you know, I had this whole world where I'm like taking in everything
0: and at some point,
1: like pressure cooker i would explode at times you know because mm-hmm. i'm not so learning that inaction is also an action
0: mm-hmm. you know i think yeah because a lot of times as women we're trying to hold ourselves up so much so that we hold this certain image mm-hmm. um just make ourselves stronger to society to the world and we forget about ourselves and how that energy that we're keeping within us is hurting us internally yeah.
1: Right, exactly, and so my first thing was mirror work. I was talking about, and mirror work is Louise Hay. Uh, if you've heard about her, you just look in the mirror, and I would encourage um, all the listeners to do this—to mm-hmm. look in the mirror. And you know, we look in the mirror, but we really, we really don't look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you ever look in the mirror and look into your eyes, you'll see that you're looking into your soul. You're looking into that child's eyes, your inner child. And I couldn't even try to say, I love you. Take your name Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I would start with Himali. I love you. First you'll laugh like, oh my God, this is so stupid. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then I could not get past that. Like that was my one month kind of um, um, like a, a process where I would just stop because I know how I've hurt myself. I know that I've, how I've kept myself small mm-hmm. and um, hidden, really, and mm-hmm. not being seen out there, not being heard because I, um, as a child, um, you know, certain things, I, I considered myself as a failure, you not know, being mm-hmm. able to do certain things. And so I was told by a lot of people that, oh, you don't know anything, you are not good enough, you know, and as a child, everything magnifies.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You carry this with you throughout your um, years, you know, and into your adult and elderly life. And so you still feel the same way. So mirror work really opens up. And then you say to yourself, you know, um, I really love you. You are beautiful. You're beautiful from inside out. You mm-hmm. are filled with love. And just doing that was, you know, and then also doing Ho'oponopono, if you've heard of that. No, who's uh, um, um, It's if you just look up the, um, on YouTube, it's a song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. I thank you. Um, and I love you. And so just these words and say that to yourself, because in the end it's you, when you're angry at someone, when you're you know, um, looking at the people outside of you for what they are doing, it's really, um, you, like I, I wanted respect from some people, you know, some important mm-hmm. people, because, and I was always there for them. This is family mm-hmm. and, you know, always doing things. But then I never mm-hmm. got that acknowledgement or respect or anything. Mm-hmm. I realized that it was because I don't respect myself. Right. I because don't, don't know. Exactly.
0: I think that's I, a big thing because as women, sometimes we feel like we're just supposed to do things. And even if we're not getting things that we want, we, we feel bad for demanding respect for something or a little bit of praise or recognition or appreciation. We feel bad for wanting those things like we're not supposed to get them.
1: Right. And it's
0: like, we have to understand that, you know, it's okay for you to do that because anybody else in, in this world, a man is gonna want to be appreciated for something that he does. He wants recognition for what he does. So why shouldn't we want the same? Right. But
1: I think more than anything, you need to do that to you yourself you need to appreciate yourself
0: mm-hmm. you need
1: to really you know what does respect and all that mean really creating that boundary right mm-hmm. like how is this person able to tell you anything and you're going to just sit, stand there and listen to it right and in a loving way you don't have to be like hounding at them right and, like you know? no
0: like i don't care what you
1: say <laughs> pull your hair and this fight or anything no And, you know, so you just want to really in a loving way, like, and say no, when you want to say no.
0: Right. I think it goes the same way. When um, you have a lot of people, you even have some young children where their parents tell them they aren't capable of something, or you have different adults telling someone they're not capable of someone something, but it's like, it's harder when you're doing that with the child, an adult can sit here and say, you know, I don't really care. Like, I know what I can do. But sometimes a child needs that reassurance. They need someone to be able to tell them, like, you know, you're capable of this, you're able to do this, because a child is learning You're growing up. And it's like, if someone older than me who has been here longer, and they're supposed to know everything is telling me that I can't do it, then how are they going to feel?
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then children watch you. They they feel you. Children are so close to the ground and nature. And, you know, they're so in tune with the universe mm-hmm. that they feel you. So if you're frustrated, they get frustrated. Mm-hmm. If you're angry, they get angry. Right. And if you, um, you know, you suppress them, shut them up, be like, you're not allowed to talk back to me. You're not allowed to raise your voice. You're not allowed to um, you know, state your opinion, what you feel, how you feel, and all that, then mm-hmm. you're not there to listen to them. Then, you know, that carries on with them. Because right. I know that we've been told these things.
0: It you know? definitely breeds low confidence. And how is a child supposed to be able to explore and get to know what it is that they truly want in life or different questions that they have if you're constantly just shutting them down and it it leads them to in their school life if they're not able to ask questions, they kind of shy away from it, and then it disrupts their entire learning experience right and so so it just trickles down to so many different areas of their life that it's like you know you got to allow them to ask some questions <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we all grow up with that right mm-hmm. and it
1: gets into our other relationships and so really main thing is, what is your relationship with yourself? How is your mm-hmm. relationship with yourself? Do you mm-hmm. really know what love is? Do you know what you want as uh, you know, a, a love interest, a relationship, a friendship? Mm-hmm. Are you a good friend? So really going into yourself before you blame anybody else out there and not blaming yourself. You are who you are and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Accepting. I think forgiving is one thing. Forgiving yourself for not standing up for yourself, forgiving mm-hmm. yourself for not um, talking back, or you know, um, standing up, mm-hmm. and or any other situation, being angry, being the way you react, the way you, and I think that was the uh, most important lesson for me in terms of mm-hmm. forgiveness and how to start forgiving. And sending love to those people, oh my God, I am who I am right now because of those people mm-hmm. and what they put me through. I mean, they, some of them, and this is close family, mm-hmm. that they lo- hated me to their core. And and really, all I did was gave, gave them, gave Myself. And somebody asked me, what is it about that abuse that you love that you kept going back?
0: Right. And sometimes we have to ask ourselves these questions, like, why am I taking this treatment? Why am I going through it with this? Is it because I've been told that I have to do this? I have to be submissive. I have to just take whatever and just be strong about it. You know different things that we're taught growing up can definitely shape us as an individual, shape the things that we take and you and you sit and wonder you know there's so many women going through domestic abuse um situations, and you know October is a domestic abuse awareness month um just think about all the things that they may have gone through growing up that have shaped them into the person or shaped their thoughts to make them withstand certain things like that or think that those things are love you know right right
1: and that's because maybe you know we haven't stepped in okay so far you were it, you had that don't blame yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's okay this is gonna teach you every um every um minute every second in your life is a lesson
0: mm-hmm. you know, where, And where, where, not, you talked about you know blaming yourself you know A lot of girls and women do that as well. When something goes wrong, they always put the blame on themselves. Oh, I should have done this better. I could have done this. It was all my fault. But sometimes you really need to look at it from the true perspective and sit and say, no, you're taking abuse. Like, it's not your fault. Everything is not your fault.
1: No. And, um, you know, what I've learned is that there are millions of people in this world Mm -hmm. and, not everybody's going to like you no. and you're not going to like everybody else. And no. it is completely okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay because you, um, there, there's so many perspectives, you know, mm-hmm. there are so many um, and everybody sees it differently through their eyes and what it is. And that doesn't mean that they are wrong or why, you know, these things are triggered in them.
0: Mm -hmm. seeing
1: you triggers them something you say a word and that triggers something but it's about them Mm -hmm. and it's about their experiences and that they need to figure out why that triggers you has nothing to do with you Mm -hmm.
0: right so what do you feel like um I know you talked about your one of your biggest life lessons is learning to love yourself what would you say are the top three top three things that have ultimately changed about you for the better after you've come to that realization of, you know, self-love and forgiving yourself and loving yourself and all of those things. Um, I think three
1: things I would say, um, surrendering, you know, accepting Mm -hmm. and really letting go of the control of what is. Mm-hmm. your relationship and all that just letting all that go and it's hard
0: and oh my God. Let him go. <laughs> i'm
1: still working on it you know it's a it's a process and i'm i'm sure i'll be working on it till the day i die you know mm-hmm. um but i've what i've really helped me also is grounding yourself and what does grounding really mean um uh, i have to go walk in the woods that really the nature um brings me together Um, so uh, i don't know if that that answers your question but you know so acceptance and accepting who you are accepting the relationships that you're in because Mm -hmm. what you resist persists and not Mm -hmm. only persists but it also magnifies
0: right it just becomes a bigger issue at that
1: (laughs) right and so accepting whoever you are in relationship with or whatever the issue is, accepting that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Once you, all these things come into awareness, I think my biggest thing is being in awareness, living mm-hmm. in awareness. We think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and mm-hmm. probably most of them, 90% is about criticizing ourselves. Would mm-hmm. we say these things to our friends, our loved ones? No. And so, you know, so that's one thing. Change your thoughts, change your words that you speak, but be in awareness. And even if you smile for that one whole day, that just one smile, pat your back. And And I do
0: love. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm -hmm.
1: No, so I feel that, you know, if you made, say, nutrition wise, if you made that one change, during the day. You you were good, you drank one glass of water more than you ever did. Pat your back. Don't worry about everything else. Don't fill yourself with guilt, shame, you know, um, all these emotions within you, because it's it takes a while to release all of them.
0: No, most definitely. And I do love how everything that you've started to learn and do, it all couples into each other. You know, the physical therapy, the holistic part of it, the Reiki, everything comes and works together. So it's like, no one says that you have to do just one thing um, for the rest of your life. You can do multiple things and all those things couple and, you know, um, what's the word? I'm, I'm lost here. You know, like you
1: uh, create everything together. So like I do, um, you know, so movement is necessary, right? We know that we're made out of 70% water. Mm-hmm. And so we know something about water, that water, mm-hmm. if it stays in one place, it's, if it's mm-hmm. stagnant, then what happens? You have infections, you have mistakes. Yeah. So what happens yeah. if your body is stagnant? What happens if your energy is stagnant? What if the water is stagnant in your body? You have mm-hmm. to move it. So you. that's why I do energy work with it. Nutrition, you need, when you're going through these healing things, you need something that, um, grounds you something that soothes you that so that you can or you more fiber so that you release the toxicity that you've moved in your body to right. get out of your body right purging whatever you know all that bringing that together and mm-hmm. i also added um and so i'm living more with the guidance of my mm-hmm. high, higher power so mm-hmm recently I was guided to do, I'm an end of life doula. And I don't know, I'm sorry, I didn't talk to you about that. And that is, um, death doula. And so do little grief work. And I work with people that are transitioning, mm-hmm. um, into death. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that works. So it, it's, it's, we're immortal, you know, everything right. changes. We all know.
0: yeah,
1: And, um, nothing is permanent everybody just mm-hmm. remember that this shall t- pass to you know mm-hmm. nothing is permanent and um you are absolute you have everything that you need mm-hmm. at that moment to deal with whatever you have or um angels and gar- uh, god or whoever higher power you believe in will send someone else to help you with that
0: most definitely. So if you had to say one thing to women and girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? Wow, one thing. <laughs> I'm a talk. Okay, so give, me give me three, give me well, three. Well,
1: I'll fly with one, but um, you have the potential to be anything and everything that you want to be. And it is okay. You are the light and love and magnificent being in this world. And really, if you have to listen to this or you want to call me so I can say this to you, that is (laughs) important. You can call me and I'll just say this to you. You are beautiful the way you are. Mm -hmm. And anything you dream, you can make it happen into reality. But you need to live an aware life moment to moment and listen to your body listen to your soul and it will guide you to
0: where you want to go most definitely i love it i love it before we close i do want to give you the opportunity if anyone does want to contact you or just follow your journey how can they do that
1: so you can reach me um on facebook uh i am uh www.facebook.com slash coach Himali. And, um, my phone number is two four zero three five four zero one two nine. And you can reach me that way. I am just getting out into social media. I was all, um, uh, word of mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. i worked word of mouth, so it is taking me a while. So, um, I'm not really high tech. So I am coming no. over my youtube channel and i am doing a little bit more speaking events and things but i'm on instagram too um it's uh underscore happy underscore healthy underscore you as letter u
0: love it Love it, love it, love it. Well, we thank you so much, Himali, for sharing your story with us today, being a light, being an inspiration, and encouraging and empowering women and young girls around the world. We thank everyone once again for tuning in. This is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.